You're listening to The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Laura O'Mahony, an online marketing educator, mother of boys, and pizza lover. This is the podcast that helps make marketing simple for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Each week, we bring you bite-sized, actionable tips, strategies, and hacks to help grow your business online. If you're ready to do the work and grow your online presence and stand out in a crowded space, then you're in the right place. Now it's time to jump into today's episode, so let's get going. Enjoy the show. Hello there and welcome to The Marketing Guide with me, your host, Laura Mahoney. Um, last week on the episode, I shared with you 12 different ways that you can leverage social media to grow your email list. So we're going to stick with um, email as a topic on this week's episode. And I'm going to share with you eight different um, copywriting techniques that you can use to create more engaging emails and get people actually opening up your emails and reading your emails. Um, because there's no point in having a really, really big email list if nobody's actually opening your emails and nobody's reading your emails and nobody's replying to your emails or clicking on the button or doing what you want them to actually do. Um, so definitely stick around for this episode. So before we get going with the episode, I just want to ask you to subscribe. If you haven't already subscribed, so make sure you click on that button. And if you have five minutes today, please go leave a review. It helps me with get the podcast out to more people and get to more listeners. It helps with us it the ratings and the charts all that sort of good stuff and you will get a free shout out for your business as well so if you do leave a review make sure you leave your name and your business name and I will give you a shout out on a future episode just as I had done for lots of other businesses on this very show um so let's get going with the show then um the first thing that we kind of the first question is what is email copywriting? Um, so according to hellobar.com, email cro- copywriting is the actual copy, the words in your email subject lines and the body content. So it's how you express an idea to convince prospective customers to convert. So in theory, it's no different than any other form of copywriting. However, it has a few unique qualities that deserve serious consideration, which are brevity, high level of persuasiveness, emphasis on connection between the subject line and the CTA or the call to action, no fluff, filler or tangents. So that's what their definition of what email copywriting is. So it's basically how you put the words together in the emails that you send to your customers and how you convince them and persuade them to take action um, with those emails. Um, So it's really, really important to understand what copywriting is um, and how it can help with your emails. So we all know that when we send out an email that only a small percentage of our audience will actually open it. Um, But it's really important that we put the time into getting that right. And we put the time into getting the subject line right, to get the body copy right, to get your call to action, all that good stuff right. So today I'm giving you tips on how you can do that and how you can get more opens on your email, how you can get more people to read your email and more people to convert from an actual browser to a buyer um, and all that kind of good stuff. So the first thing that we need to work on is our email subject line. So we all know that we get bombarded with emails every day. If you're like me, I've got several different email accounts. There's emails coming at me all day long. Um, And sometimes an email will just pique my interest because of the subject line. And I'll say, oh, I want to open that. And it will be something like RE, your recent um, request or something random that really grabs my attention. Um, so we need to be able to know how can you write really good subject lines like that and what are the things that help you write good subject lines. Um, so my first piece of advice on that is go into your email and look at all the emails that you've opened from companies in the last, say, six months 
and go down through them and take a note and write down each of those subject lines and really think about what prompted you to actually open that email. Um, was it because, you know, something sparked your interest? Was it an offer that was going to go away? Um, was it personal? Was it personalized to you? Did you have your name in it? Um, was it solving a problem for you? What, what did that email subject line do that made you open up that email? So that's the first thing that I would do. Um, so when it comes to your email subject line, there's a couple of things to consider. The first thing is the length. So research shows that um, email subject lines that have like a shorter, um, you know, number of words between I think six and 10 words, they have a better open rate. So keep it short and simple and snappy and you're more likely to get it opened. Um, because people are reading emails mostly on their mobile devices. They're looking at it on their phone or their tablet. Um, so the less words, the better. The second one then is word choices. So make sure you're using action verbs in your subject line. So this is going to help them understand what you want them to actually do even before you, the, you open the email. So stuff like act now, like um, you need this, don't miss out. That's going to create a sense of urgency and get you to open that mail. So as I said, go back and look at the mails that you've opened from companies um, and see why have you opened that? What was that urgency or what was that driver? What were the word choices that they used to get you to open that email? And that's the best way of learning, I find, is looking at what other companies are doing. And even if you don't have a lot of emails and you're not signed up to a lot of emails, maybe go to some of the big companies like Nike, um, Adidas, um, any of the like, uh, I think it have the big like Target, any of those stores, go sign up for their email list and see what do they send you, what comes through and how can you adapt that then for your own business. And the third thing then is to keep it personal. So make sure when you're getting people to sign up to your email list, like I talked about last week, getting people onto your email list, get their first name and get their email address. That's all you need. But when you're, um, addressing the email to someone, put their name in it, they're more likely to open it. You get a higher open rate if their name is in um, the subject line. If you say, Laura, this offer is just right for you or Laura, this offer goes away in 12 hours, um, I'm more likely to open that because it's addressed to me and my name is there. And also put it in the body of your email list. Hi, Laura or hi, friend, whatever way. If you don't have their first name, you can default it to hi, friend. Um, so it's really nice to see when I get an email that, you know, it's even though I know it's been sent out to thousands of other people as well, but it's nice to see my name on it. I enjoy seeing that. Okay, so let's move on to number two then, which is your email preview. So you've sorted your email subject line and that really is like your hook. So if you've heard me talking about writing captions or writing any form of copy, you always have a hook that invites the reader into the story, it piques their interest. And then you have, we'll say, maybe a sentence underneath your hook and that's going to draw them in further. And that's what your um, preview text should do. It should draw them in to want to know more. So the the subject line is going to get their attention and the preview text is going to invite them to want to open the email because they want to know more. Um, so make sure when you're putting together your preview text, make it a straightforward teaser. Don't have too much information in there. Keep it as simple as possible. So they're going to get so many emails in their inbox um, 
people are just bombarded with information all day long, every day. So you need to make that um, teaser as straightforward as possible. Don't try to be clever with it. Um, so you're just going to expand on what the main subject is. So if the main subject is um, don't miss this sale, and then you might talk about what is on sale or what are the things, but you might give away everything in it, if that makes sense. Um, you definitely want to use some action words there as well, like buy now, um, get the offer, all that kind of stuff. Um, and be aware of what the length of that actually is, what the length of your subject is. So what does what will it look like when you send it? So the best way of doing that, I find, is to send a test email before you actually post, send out your newsletter, send a test email and see what it looks like in your inbox. Um, and you can also do A-B testing um, on the preview text to see which one gets more opens. Um, I don't suggest doing that if you're only beginner and you're somebody who's only at the start of the journey with email marketing. Don't worry about A-B testing. But if you are somebody that's more experienced, that is a good way as well as to see in which preview text work, will work better. Um, so that is number two, the preview text. Okay, so let's move on to number three, and that is to be personal. So as I mentioned there earlier on in the previous two points, being personal with email copywriting is really, really important because people want to feel like that the email is not just a generic one-for-all email sent out to everybody. They want to feel like it's for them. And by being personal, um, I don't just mean using their name and having it their name several times in the email. What I mean is writing emails to them that feel like it was written for them so that when they read the email say oh that's exactly my problem that's exactly how I feel so if I send you an email and it says um caption writing for when you feel stuck and it's all about how when you go to sit down and you go to write a caption and you're staring at the blank screen and nothing is happening and you write something and you delete it and you write something and you delete it um and then you really, really struggle. And then I offer my solution. So first of all, I'm talking about the problem. I'm agitating the problem. I'm like talking about the, what's the worst case scenario of this problem. So caption writing is the problem and what the struggle is and what that looks like. I'm describing that and using those really, um, you know, descriptive words about the problem. And then I'm offering up my solution. Of course, they're going to want to open it up if they feel like they've read the email and they're saying, that's exactly me. That's exactly how I feel. This is how I am struggling. Um, of course, they're going to want to open it and read it. And by being personal and by, you know, making them feel like that email is just for them, they're going to take action on it. Um, so that's a really important point to make it feel like it's written for them. And I have talked about copywriting in previous episodes of the podcast as well. So make sure you go back and check out those episodes. And one other really important point as well is if you, this applies to any of your copies, so not just your email, but I would definitely look at this in your email. So go back, go back and read your email newsletter when you've finished writing it and say, how many times have I said the word I in my email? Um, am I guilty of saying I and me and using all those words? What you really need to do is use you terms. So talk about, talk to the person and use their language. So you're not talking about yourself, you're talking about 
you're talking to your actual audience. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so let's move on to number four then, and that is to keep your sentences and your structure simple. So you want to avoid using any like industry jargon or any like really heavy um, big words that people may not understand. So you will have a certain level of knowledge about your industry or about your service or about whatever you provide, but your customer may not know those words and may not understand those words. So make sure when you're writing it, writing any of your body copy, your email subject line, any of your preview, any of that, keep the text simple. And it doesn't have to be really, you know, heavy to read and really over the top. And one of the best ways of checking how well you've written your piece of content or your piece of uh, subject line is the Hemingway app. If you just Google that, you'll find it. Um, and I find Grammarly is really, really good as well for when I am writing. It kind of tells me if a sentence doesn't make sense or if there's like an alternative word that I can use or if I've spelled something incorrectly. Um, that's a really good way. So if you use the two of them together, Grammarly app and the Hemingway, um, they will, you know, help you be better, be a better writer. And the best way that you can, I know you're probably saying, I'm no good at writing. I'm no good at sitting down and, you know, putting together um, a newsletter or putting together an ebook or putting together anything that requires you sitting down to write. Um, it's practice makes perfect and it really is. And in school, I struggled so, so much when it came to English and when it came to writing. Um, I'm actually dyslexic and I spell things completely wrong all the time. I had to really, really work hard and I worked in an environment that was like in education with people who had PhDs and all that. And I really had to work hard to make sure that, you know, I was able to write really well. And the, the, the way that I got better at that was over time and just by practice. So start out and start writing small things out like your captions and all that and start working on understanding what um, copywriting actually is and what are all the different formulas because that's something that I didn't know obviously before I started working in the corporate world that there's formulas for all this and it's it's not you can follow the formula and it's not actually that difficult and you do get better at it over time and you do get more confident over time the more you do it and the more confidence that you'll build um so if you're saying to me I'm not good at that so I'm not going to send emails and um, that's not really a good excuse. We all start summer and the more emails that you send, the better at it you're going to get. Um, so that's number four is, you know, be careful how you word things and not to use, you know, really industry terms and stuff that your your ideal client is not going to know. Okay, so on to number five then, which is to know and understand your audience. So in order for your emails to really speak and in order for you to be able to write to your audience, you first of all really need to understand who you're talking to. So you need to know who your ideal customer avatar is. And I have covered that in detail in previous episode as well. So definitely go back, have a pen and piece of paper and listen to that. And you'll get all the different questions then that you need to ask in order to understand who your ideal customer actually is. Um, but it may be somebody that's already a customer that's coming in and you're saying, that's the exact type of person that I want to be selling more to. Um, and maybe have a chat with them and say, you know, what are the struggles that you're having as it relates to my service, my product, um, and how could we make your lives better? What kind of emails would you like to see? That's what I find the best way of getting market research is to sit down and have a chat with somebody or 
pick up the phone and have a conversation with them and um, that would help with your email but it would also help with your content and Instagram and all of that kind of stuff because you're getting information from the source um, and you can talk to a few different people on it as well but that is the best way of doing market research and finding out exactly what your ideal customer is struggling with so you can speak to them then using their words. Another great way of doing that as well is by going into Facebook groups and searching for that particular problem or that particular service that you offer and see what way people are talking about it and what struggles they have as it relates to it. So say you're somebody and you sell, um, I'm going to think off the top of my head, okay, paint. Say you're, you're a store and you sell specialist paint or you're like sell paint for wooden furniture or whatever. If I was in your position, I would go and join those Facebook groups like Make a House a Home, um, like Upcycling, all those kind of things and see what are the questions that people are asking. And then I would make a list of content and that would give you ideas for emails for probably six months. <laughs> you won't need to come up with another idea because you see people are saying, what sort of brush should I use? Do I need to sand it down beforehand? Um, do I need, where do I get hardware? Like where do I get, you know, the different knobs and the different drawer pulls and stuff like that? What is the best type of wood filler to use? Um, all those kind of things people are going to be asking in those Facebook groups. And the reason why I know is because I'm in a few of those different type of Facebook groups, the ones that I just mentioned, and they're the types of questions that people ask. So you just need to find out where your people are and find out how they're talking about their problems and use that language to speak back to them. When you're writing your email copy, use that language to speak back to them and they will resonate with, with that then and then they will take action with your email. So that is number five. So number six then is to keep things short and sweet. You don't need, like, I never read an email that somebody sends to me that's like more than three paragraphs. I just won't read it because I don't have time, number one. And number two, I'm getting emails in from people all day long, every day. Um, it would really, really have to pique my interest in order for me to read a big, long, um, you know, rigmarole of an email. I'm just not going to do it. I do like an email that's more visual, that has like a mix of images and text and that's short and sweet and to the point and maybe points me to the resource. So if it's about a blog post and it's, say it's maybe like the best way to upcycle, I'm going to keep the furniture one, the best way to upcycle um, a secondhand piece of furniture. I don't want to read that whole thing in the email. I'd prefer to go to the blog post and see a mix of the images there, the links from there to the products that they're using. Maybe it's Amazon or, or whatever. Um, but by keeping the email short and simple, it's going to get me to drive action. Whereas if I have to read the whole thing and they've put the whole blog post into the email, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to read it. But I'm more likely to go and take action and go and flick into the blog and save that then for a later date to come back to it if I'm going to, you know, undertake a project similar to what they've done. Um, so I hope that makes sense. So with, I use Flowdesk for my emails. I really, really enjoy Flowdesk and I'm an affiliate for Flowdesk, which means that I refer people to use it. I have a discount code for that. So if you want to check that out, it's lauraomahony.com forward slash Flowdesk. You can go and have a look there and see why I like using Flowdesk, what's so good about it. And you can try it out for 30 days. It's risk-free, credit card free, tr free trial. Um, Go definitely check that out for yourself and see how easy it is to put together those types of really highly visual um, pretty emails that people actually do want to open. Um, and when I do send out emails to people, I try to keep it really short and simple and try to keep it more visual because um, 
people are usually just skimming emails and they just want the you know the main couple of bullet points and the link that's it that's all they really want as i said people don't really have time for um you know going through and reading big long emails and if you have an e-commerce store as well um be aware that like the visual emails in that are going to work really well and definitely you want to include some testimonials from previous happy customers if you're like sending out um information about a product um you would have heard me in previous episodes saying show don't sell so show about the product what's so good about it um why should you use it say it's like um back to the the paint and it's a certain type of paint that you don't need to use a primer so what's so good about that it saves you time it saves you hassle you don't have to sand the item down you don't even have to clean the item down you just paint over it um that's all the information that i want to know and then i want to know how can i buy it so click on the buy now button and you can have your couple of visuals in there as well that's as easy as it needs to be. It doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. Um, so that is number six. Number seven then is make sure that any content that you're including and any copy that you're writing, that it's relevant. So like you may have, and I would have talked about this in previous episodes, in a previous episode of the podcast, um, about your content pillars. So you'll have five to seven content pillars and they're topics that you talk about and you rotate all of the time. Whereas if you are sending out an email and it's like one week, say you're the back to the paint shop, right? And you're sending out emails about um, upcycling, about, um, you know, priming the product, sanding the product, all that kind of stuff. And then one week you send out um, recommendations for new shoes um, from some local store. That does not make sense to your ideal customer and you're going to lose them and they're not going to want to open up your next email. Um, so make sure you stick to your content pillars within your email and you stick to using relevant um, content and that it makes sense for the email list that you're sending stuff out to. And you can also segment your email list as well. So you might have people that will sign up for your ebook for like... Um, 10 ways to um, easily upcycle uh, used furniture, right? So they're, they're on one list, the people that downloaded that e-book. E and then you might have people that have signed up for a giveaway. They could be on a different list. You could have people then that are on um, a list for, um, say, the paint shop for people who are doing interior decorating. That's nothing to do with upcycling furniture. It might be for, you know, decorating inside in the house. Um, you might have a list then for um, people that are like industrial painters or that are commercial painters and you might have an email list for them. So you might have, you know, five, four or five different separate email lists and the content that you're sending to the people that are upcycling the furniture may not be relevant to the people that you are sending, you know, the commercial um, email to uh, the people that are, you know, doing commercial painting. Um, so you may decide that I'm going to send an email just to the people on the um segment that are interested in upcycling furniture um and you're going to break out your emails then and do an individual email for each of those segments so for the people that are like the going out doing commercial painting and their painting houses the content for those are going to be um different to the people that are you know upcycling so I hope that makes sense. Um, so that is number seven. So number eight then is make sure you include one call to action. 
So don't ask people to do too many things in your email in your email and um, because they're not going to do it. So you don't want to ask them to like subscribe to the podcast, to click on to listen to the latest episode of the podcast, to um download the ebook, to do this, they're not going to take any action because it's going to be too confusing. If you confuse, you lose, as Donna Miller says in Story Brand. Um so keep it simple. So you have one call to action and you may have that button placed a couple of times in the email or you may have the link in the piece of text um, a couple of times uh, to get people to take action. So you want to keep it simple. So you want to have um, check out our latest chalk paints or check out our latest Frenchie paints, whatever it may be. If you're that paint store, um, you're not asking them to do several things. So keep it simple. You want them to do one thing and make sure that button is visual as well. Make it in a color that will stand out and will get them to take action. So make it in a bright color that is going to be different than every other thing visually in the email and because you want to grab their attention and that's what you want them to do. So before you sit down and actually write out your email, ask, you know, what is the goal? What is the action that I want them to take after they've read this email? So what is the goal of the email? Is the goal to educate? Is it to entertain? Is it to inform? Is it to inspire? What is the goal of the email? And what is going to be the action at the end of that email? Or will you actually have a call to action? But mostly you should have some call some kind of call to action at the end of each email. Um, and just really keep it simple. As I said, a big, bright CTA, CTA button. Um, in most email subscribers, really, really easy to do that. Um, and or in most email service providers, should I say, it's really easy to do that and put in a button and change the color. Um, really, really simple. Um, so that's it. Um, there are eight different ways that you can use copywriting to get more people to open your emails and to create more engaging and inviting content for your email marketing. Uh, so I hope you've enjoyed that episode. Don't forget to subscribe, as I already asked you, if you haven't already done it. Um, so you won't miss out on any future episodes of The Marketing Guide. And I've got some really good uh, guest interviews coming up um, after the end of the summer. I've got people lined up um, for September, October and November. So I'm really excited about those. I can't share with you any details as yet. Um, I don't like to do that until after I've recorded the interviews because I don't like to jinx it. (laughs) And then say, I'm having such and such a person and then it doesn't work out. So I will have... um, more people on uh, more guest interviews but they're going to be people that I handpick um, and people that are really interested and people that I know that you're going to want to listen to and that you're going to get value from as well so don't forget to subscribe and don't forget if you want to leave a review you can go to lauraomahane.com forward slash review all the information is there as to how you can go and leave a review really really easy to do it it literally takes like two minutes um, and it really does help me with the podcast and get the podcast out to more people so I do really appreciate that so there you have it that's it from me this week I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the marketing guide thank you so much for tuning in hope you have a great week ahead and I'll see you in the next episode